We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to go over the Thanksgiving slate. We're going to give you our first quarter NBA grade, some spitball, and the games of the week and our picks, so stay tuned. Did this in my own life. We're back. Yay, yay! <laughs> oh, you were holding on to that one. I'm back, baby. Yo, it's been a while for Tim. It has, it has been a while. Back episodes. in my seat, feeling good. There's some new things around here. Guys, it looks nicer. I put than three when I was things last on the wall. Year. That was it. I mean, you put some curtains. There's, some new, there's, last, new, last year. there's year. new things around here. Yo, this is it's nicer. Let's put it that way. All, All right, right, I'm trying to give you a compliment over here. I'm sorry. Tim got the clean Jeez. bean going on. Real clean. Clean bean. I got a go. brand new, like... Not as shiny as the other day. Oh, yeah? I made nah, it's clean, bro. No, it's Yo, clean. you it's have clean. a random hair right here, son. It's Damn. <laughs> Yo, fuck that shit. I got to. <laughs> Yo, this is the first time I've ever touched his head, too. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Yo, palm his head. It feels weird. Palm it. Yo, my like, hand's mad sweaty now. No, no, no. Does that feel weird? Rub it, rub it. Especially this part. Especially this part right here. The bald spot. Damn. Yo, this, Yo, is, this is weird. <laughs> Yo, it's like you're trying to get a reading of this. <laughs> Yo, I've never touched some brainwaves. It's, it's a different type of skin. It is. Yo, skull skin is fucking weird. You know how like boob skin is like just different? Doesn't make any sense why boob it's different. Boob skin's but it's so dope. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's different. Like head Soft. skin's a whole category as well. Yeah, it kind of feels like a tit if it was way, like a fake tit. Like, like a, a tit hard, had a hard Like a 1980s fake tit. Silicone. <laughs> yeah, like, like a hard one. Like a like a WWE diva tit. Mm. <laughs> or a stripper I mean? tit. Stripper tit. Uh, some strippers have natural. Tim, now you, they have, yeah. How do you feel about your head feeling like a tit? I'm, I'm cool with titty head. If that thing had a nipple <laughs> on it, <laughs> suck it. I'm yeah. on. <laughs> I'd be on top of that head like flies on shit right now. Oh man, 
Hi guys, yeah, we start off nice hot on this episode. Again. Jesus, happy Thanksgiving, we're everyone! Thankful yeah. for Tim's bald yeah. head. I'm not sure Canadian. You don't know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> whatever, dude. Um, we have a holiday that you know we we tell kids that we had a dinner with the Indians, but we didn't. We just kind of fucked them up. Canadians have their own <laughs> Thanksgiving, though. <laughs> we did. We just fucked them up later. Yeah, like, we were know. just like, yeah, give us all your food. And then we, and you know, we like man, raped man, everyone, look, and it was like actually very terrible. We don't learn about that, so let's just let's just eat this fucking turkey right yeah, now. Yeah, um, <laughs> Gorge yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I, I finished up uh, No Excuse October. November. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Who are I don't know. you? I got, He's fresh off dude, the no excuse. I got November. fucked up yeah, for the first time. I was gonna say, were you drunk right dude, now? Dude, I might be. I drank so much. I, I got fucked up. Let's just put it. Tim down. sounds like a seventeen-year-old who went to the club for the first time. Yo, yeah. I had like I drank six beers. The most. <laughs> Yo, what was the first thing you ever drank? Smirnoff Ice. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For loco. Whoa. Forty Eighth Street Park. You drank a four yeah. loco in a park? Yeah. I drank Smirnoff. you're a piece of shit. I drank Smirnoff Ice at IS-10 Park when I was like 14. We'd I think go, it was great. Great four loco. Yo, yeah. Smirnoff Ices are, oh God, they're so good. They tasted like Sprite. You can only have like one because then you have two and then you get an ulcer because it's so much sugar. Well, unless you're 14. Four loco? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. No, four loco. Yeah, four oh. loco, you have one and you're, you'll be dead. If yeah, I have one right literally. now. Didn't you have a night in Connecticut where you had like two I or had three? two. I had two. Two. And mm. I, I... I, it was not good. I had one one time, and the next day my heart pal- was palpitating. Yo, I was so yeah. nervous, like walking to the park, drinking it for the first. Cause I was like, Yo, I've never had a drink before. I don't know how I'm going to react. Like being drunk, like if I smell it, I think I'm drunk because you know you like you don't know what being yeah, drunk yeah. is. So I was like, yeah, all right. I drank it. I was like, whatever. And I like I started like three quarters, and I was like, feel drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't Four even locals, remember the last time though. I was the first time I was drunk but I remember the first thing I drank was like New Year's at Frankie's house we were mad young and we stole mad Mike's hearts and I thought it was awesome because I was keeping the tops and putting them in my pocket and the next day I was like yo look how many I drank <laughs> I was like yeah dude that's sick. I think the first place I drank too was Frankie's crib yeah shout, like a- shout out to Frankie's parents not knowing a goddamn thing <laughs> first time I got drunk was at a New Year's party as well and it, we it was on Black House Schnapps I don't know if you ever had those. There's, it comes in like a pink. I've had schnapps before. Like it's, it's called Black House, but it's Black House. Like it's, like it's German. Yeah. And like <laughs> my, friend's, my friend's alcoholic uncle used to drink it all the time. So we're like, oh, if there's, he has the experience. So let's get that. Yeah. We got it. Ew. We got fucked up. Johnny, Johnny had a broken leg and did not care. Was running around on it. Was jumping all over the place. Johnny was like 13. It was, it was bad. That's fire. Yeah, that's mad early. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, first four, time I, got I was, drunk was like 15. 15. Yeah, 15. I, th- I think me too, like 15, 16 years old. Johnny always hung out with the, the older kids because he was my yeah. brother. So he always did everything two years ahead of when you're I don't know to. what age I, I was. I don't think I, I, think was, I was like a sophomore or junior. I think I was junior in high school. Yeah. I might have been a, uh, either a freshman or a sophomore. Uh, definitely not a freshman, actually. I think I then. started drinking. Junior. You're junior. I'm a year younger than you, so that's probably why. Yeah, like, that summer was when I first started drinking. 16, yeah, I was probably 15. I feel like that's standard in New York. Yo, Yo, I remember how it's excited. late in New York. 16 is mad late. I know yeah, people like yeah. in eighth grade that were hammered like at school. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Getting I, high at school, too. Like That was that was big in my... I remember how excited. I'd be like, Yo, we're going to go hang out and play beer pong tonight. I was like, Beer pong is the only reason yeah. why I even got into drinking. Mm, so competitive. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! I kind of miss beer pong. We should play. Yeah, I haven't played beer pong in the longest time. I played this summer. I still got the shot. I've gotten worse in like I peaked at like (laughs) twenty two, twenty three beer games. Been downhill since. I think I'm decent at flip cup. 
When we were I'm nasty at flip. Yeah, me too. I'm not nasty. I'm like decent. Super I'm like flip. Some, what? Super flip. What's that? That two out of three thing. What? Where it's like you flip it into and you the got oh, that's what it's that, called. That's yeah. that's a fire game. That I'm game actually good at that because I have good at hand eye. Yo, so there's a there's this game Bro. where it's like you know how flip cup have this right. You got to drink and then flip the cup. So you have to flip the cup. Say you're my teammate. After I finish flipping it, now you flip it. And when you're done, you hold your cup like this. And no. Yeah, no, yeah. You you drink again. I have to drink. And then, so, all right. So I drink, flip my cup. When it's done, then you go, you drink, you flip your cup. When you're done, I drink mine. <laughs> and then I have to flip, like I refill it and then drink again. I have to flip mine so it lands in your cup. And you, you have can to hold catch it. You have to guide it. Yeah, to catch mm. it. But you only can use one yo, hand, it's, too. It's, it's mayhem. Like it's mayhem. Yeah. Yo, that, it's a cowboy. I didn't know it was called super flip. I just remember, I, like, yo, we're playing this game. I was like, all right. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's not. I just, that's what I kind of coined it, I guess. But Game's that game fire. is fun as hell, especially when you're Sounds just fun. like, we played in Connecticut with like 20 teams. By the end of it, you're like, I'm Yo, either going to throw up. Yeah, it helps you get your drink Remember on the three-man beer pong that you guys, I think, 21 introduced cup. to me? Yeah, 21 cup. 21 that was cup the best version of as a fun beer version. pong that I've ever played. Yo, what about, uh, what did we call that game that we made up? Where we combined? Tip out. Tip out. Oh, man. It's like beer ball. That game will fuck you up too, just because like chugging. F- put some hair on. Yeah, your Yeah, and not only the chugging, <laughs> you're shady violent. doing like and sprints. Running. Yeah, it's cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Did we explain the rules to you with that? Uh, I think I played one or two times. It's mad fun. It's violent. It's violent. Yeah. It's very violent. Then I definitely played. I remember. Then <laughs> <laughs> I definitely played. I remember that. Uh, but anyway, on Thanksgiving, besides all the drinking that went, that happened, there was some football on there. Uh, <sighs> The fuck it? What? You didn't like any of the games? Snoozers. Yeah, I know. No Trubisky? That's your boy. I know. If he played, you probably would have loved it. That's my dude. I mean, I was at my in-laws during that time, so I wasn't watching the Bears-Lions. Yeah, I I missed most of that game, too. Chase Daniel, though. Stafford threw that game away because they had a chance to take the lead. The pick six, and then again in the end zone where they could have tied it at the end. I was so mad at myself Thanksgiving Eve. Like, you know, the biggest party night of the year. Not that I partied, but I drank a lot. Slept until like one thirty. Missed putting no. Garoppolo in my lineup. Damn. Yeah, it was a rough start to Thanksgiving. <laughs> in terms of watching football and just Yo, seeing my fantasy lineup. Chase Daniels. I, I keep calling him Daniels. Yo, Chase I Daniel. swear to God, I, I swore his name was Daniels. Yeah, me too. Not I mean, it, it makes sense because it you know Daniels is a very popular last name. Uh, yeah, but I just Daniel rolls off the tongue though. Chase Daniel. I was like, oh, that I think it's Chase Daniels, and then I see his jersey says Chase. It says Daniel, and I was like, oh, that's not him then. And then I was like, wait, no, it is. Never mind. I don't know. But yo, so when Trubisky got ruled out, people were overreacting to him getting ruled out. But you got to remember that this guy's been familiar with this system with uh, Matt Nagy because he was he's been the backup for Alex Smith when he was with the Chiefs, and then he comes on over there. He's actually one of the more expensive backup quarterbacks too. And yo, nothing, nothing really changed. The offense still ran smoothly. I'd say he he threw two touchdown passes to running backs out the backfield, and he controlled the offense. He didn't run as much because he's he's not a runner, but the offense was still able to make plays. Eddie Jackson, who I'm going to talk about later, so I want, I'm going to save that stat for later. But he also made that he keeps scoring touchdowns. Yeah, I and think that, he has. Oh, he is the pick six machine. Yeah, he, he's a machine, and that Bears defense is just. They're maniacal in the terms of they, they wear you out, they wear you out, they wear you out, and then right when you need a big play, it seems like they're making the big play. And I I, I love this Bear squad. You you don't you know you don't often see a team that could stop any type of offense, the run game, the pass game. And on top of that, 
have a knack for turnovers. We saw that last year with the Minnesota Vikings defense, and you saw how good that Vikings defense was. They don't have that knack for turnovers this year like they did last year. They're not playing at that level. This team is, and they're playing with swagger and confidence. And uh, it, it, This game was a lot closer than it, than it should have been because Trubisky wasn't there. And even on the short week, the Bears turned around and just defense travels. And that was – I watching what I could of that game, it seemed like the Bears were in control the whole time even though they technically weren't. Yeah. They're fucking nice, man. I like the Bears. Me too, man. I'm a big fan of the Bears. Uh- I, I picked the I picked the Titans to to make it to the AFC Championship game earlier this year in in the preview, and the reasons I gave was because they have a quarterback who can run and make the big play with a new offensive coordinator and a defense that could rush the quarterback and shut down the pass, and for all those three reasons didn't really come to fruition for the Titans, but those are the exact things that the Bears are doing right mm-hmm. now. And I feel like I like them equally as much as I did the Titans in the, in the offseason because they fit all that criteria that I was looking for. Mm. Really great. To, they're fun to watch, and they're old school, and just they'll, they'll knock the shit out of you. No, you're saying fun to watch. Like I'm surprised that you said that these were a snooze fest because I know your, your boyfriends were playing that night. I mean, yeah, but this particular game, because Trubisky wasn't there. and the, the, I was, there was, so, I was referring to the speaking. Saints game. Oh well, your both your boyfriends were there. Though their their games, your current boyfriend and your be- ex boyfriend, the Falcons. <laughs> just, no, I fucking I've hated the Falcons for a long time. <laughs> but that game wasn't even close either. That game was, it was, the Saints were in control from the very get go. I, I they're nasty. I know I wasn't on bro, the that's, podcast, that's but why I was, I was on the cranberry, bro. I told you that game was gonna be over before it started. Yeah, like I mean, I I, I don't think. How do you look at that Falcons team at home against the Saints defense that's supposed to be bad? And if no one's noticed, because all we're talking about is Drew Brees, that Saints defense is becoming exactly what they were last year, week by week. And that they had no chance. They were out of it from the very beginning, and they had no humanly chance of being in that game. Yeah, it's the perfect game for like when you're out of food coma. Mm. You'd be like, yo, I'm happy that's the night gap. I'm going to miss the MVP, but... You know what I'm saying? I know the result of that game before it even started. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, I you could tell by the spread, too. It was a 13.5-point yeah. spread. Like, no one thought that game was going to be close. It was 13.5? Really yeah. yeah, it was a big point spread. Uh, that game pissed me off. Can I tell you why? Eli Apple shadowing Julio and keeping him in check until the last, like, two drives where the game was out of hand, and then Julio got all his garbage time. If you were playing fantasy, he, he got to where you wanted him to get to. It's like, dude, Giants gave up a fourth – Giants got a fourth and a seventh round pick for this dude, and it's like the way he's been playing since he got there has changed. And now you have a guy that you put Marshawn Lattimore. You, you know what they're reminding me? They're reminding me of what the Patriots used to do with like the T.Y. Hilton rule, right, where they would put Logan Ryan on T.Y. Hilton, and then they'd throw Revis on the number two wide receiver. So you would double the number one wide receiver with your with your second string corner and you Help double team on that way, and then you put your number one corner on the number two wide receiver. And that's kind of what they did there, where they were using shadow coverage with um, uh, Von Bell in, in the secondary on with Eli Apple on Julio. And then they put like Calvin Ridley on Marshawn Lattimore. And, and y'all, Ridley played well. It might be one of those situations where Ridley's coming out party was against the Saints a couple, you know, a couple months ago. It might be one of those things where he's just always going to play well against the Saints, but... I, it, it's hard not to like what the Saints are doing because they're just beating the shit out of people. Y'all never forgive the Saints this year for knocking me out of my eliminator pool week one. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Like, they've been world beaters ever since their week one loss to the Buccaneers. 
Yeah, not only. <laughs> and that defense has, like, come back to form from its last year's defense. What, they put a 45 in that game, too? Like, that offense didn't skip a beat. They've been this since yeah, yeah. day one. They gave up, like, 500 yards and like to Fitzpatrick. That's the scariest part because this offense is so freaking lethal. And then you have that defense that could do what it's doing. Psh. Sign Yo, me up, baby. 13 different people have scored touchdowns for the Saints. He tied Matt Ryan's record from two years ago. And they also signed Brandon Marshall, too. So I'm sure he's going to score a touchdown by the end of the year. And there's just a lot of weapons, man. That team that team is fun to watch, too. That offense is just ridiculous, man. Also, they, their defense, I mean, fucking, what's his name on the line? Uh, Sheldon Rankins, his career high in sacks now. Yeah. He's just playing the best he's ever played. Yo, what about that linebacker that came out of nowhere, Anzalone? Yo, yeah. that guy is gorgeous. Sunshine. <laughs> that guy's got mad good hair. Yeah. I thought you were going to comment something on his play. <laughs> no, but he did. Like, the yeah, reason why beautiful. I knew the reason why I knew his name is because I don't remember who it was against, but it was a couple weeks ago where he had that interception. It was like, I was like, yo, that was a fucking grab. Yeah, and he forced the fumble on Julio where he helicoptered him, too. Yeah, yeah. Yo. Dude's balling. Yeah. Him, AJ Klein, Demario Davis, they're, they're, so, they're so fast. Joey's boy, Manti. Manti Tail. Yeah. That is the most like makeshift linebacking <laughs> corpse that can like far. put it together. They're really fast though. Like and, and it's the perfect it's perfect for a, a secondary that can cover and a line that's not having any trouble getting to the quarterback. Cameron Jordan got a sack. Cameron and Jordan, that's another one, yeah. And he's kind of having a down year. And then you got Davenport who's back. That's that's a that's a scary deal along to along with this probably the scariest offense ever assembled, possibly. They're gonna score thirty points a game no matter what. Like, you better be able to be prepared to score 30 if you're going to beat them. Yo, if you think about it, right, the, the three premier teams right now in the NFL are the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Saints. Of those three teams, they got the best defense, the Saints. Not even close. Like, without a doubt. Complete defense. Like, I think the Rams' defensive line is probably the best unit of those defensive staffs. But top to bottom, I can't pick anyone else. Yeah. And all those teams have high-powered offenses. Like that's the new NFL. Well, that's why I brought it up too, because all yeah, right. you know what's crazy? All three of those teams have lost games this year, in which they put up over thirty-five points. Yeah, it's insanity. But that's the new NFL, yo. Like that's why I get so mad when I look at the Jets, Tim. It's like they've been drafting defense like the last, aside from Sam Darnold, for how long? It's like the league has transitioned to an offensive type league. It's no more like the Legion of Boom isn't going to win you championships anymore. Like and you got to have offenses that can put up. 28 plus points any given this Sunday. See it happen with the Jaguars real quick. Right. Like even even to the point of last year into this year because of the high powered offenses, you're going to need to put up points in order to score at a rate that even is a complete 180 from last season where the a team like the Jaguars can win 12 games and make it to the AFC Championship solely now, on defense. Solely on defensive prowess and now you're looking at that team and they're 3 and 7 and the reason is because Yes, that defense is still ranked number one in the NFL, but you need some kind of offense because even a number one ranked defense is not good enough to keep your shitty offense out of it if you can't put up at least 20 points, 25 points a game. For sure. Yo, it just hit me. We're legends. How do we not open up with that Rams-Chiefs game? We didn't get to talk about that. We didn't talk about it at all? Really? Yeah, yeah. because we recorded early and then we went to... Oh, yeah. Yo, that's, that's bad. Yeah, I honestly, like... That was the the most fun. The chat was lit. That was an absolute joke. Yeah. That I'm watching so that fun. game like first of all, that, that was, game lasted so long because everything No one could stop it. No one could stop anybody. It kept scoring. I was like, Jesus Christ. And it was all passes, so like the ball was it was, yeah, it was either dead ball or touchdown, basically. Yeah. That dude, uh Ebucam or Ebucam or however you say his name, that dude had a crazy game. Yeah. That game was just so much fun. So Yo, much what fun. about uh 
what about we're watching it at the sports book with our buddy Josh. That and, was fun. And Josh goes, yo, Mahomes is playing so shitty. It's like, look up his 400 yards and six touchdown <laughs> yeah. passes. It's he like, goes, yeah, but he's making rookie mistakes. I'm like, yo, he got hit on the arm on his pick. Like, he got strip sacked by the best defensive player in the league. Like, what do you want him to do? Like, what the twice, hell? Like, I think, too. Aaron Donald had like yeah, two twice. Two strip sacks for Aaron Donald. To see how unprecedented this is, that's the first time ever in NFL history. Like, wrap your mind around this. That a team scored 50 points and lost. First time ever, ever that two teams combined for 50 points also. Yo, I can't tell you how much of a good time I was having it because Nick was sitting by the ticker. And every time they scored, I would just laugh. Like, yo, Nick, what's the line at? What's the line at? Yo, the, the line the started at 63 and it kept going up and up and up. They, they covered that midway through the third quarter. Yeah, yeah. But, but you could in-game it. The uh, in-game got up to like I was like, yo, I needed to get over 100, son. Like, when do you ever see <laughs> you a, pushed, dude. a live? Yeah, yo, the whole game, it kept going up to like 80. Any of those bets would have hit. Till when 105 was the total? Yeah, yeah. yeah 54, yeah. 51. Tyreek. Every time Tyreek was scored, I was just running around the Nick was doing table. laps around our table, <laughs> around the other the tables. Yeah, that was that was that game was nuts, man. That, I'm I'm so glad it was like everything we expected it to be. And more. Yeah, yeah. it was like it, yeah. Big Twelve football. And I was saying I put I put on the our Instagram. Oh, by the way, we got at Veterans Minimum, so suck my ass. Yeah. No more underscore. Yeah. Um, fire, fire, fire. Power moves. But I went I was I said on the story that when I was watching the game, I'm like, yo, this is some of the best defense and some of the worst fucking defense I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yo, that was my take, too. I remember we were driving back, and I go, yo, I, I kind of feel like the defense has played okay. <laughs> for the <laughs> most part, right? Points, Mad yeah. turnovers, and, you know, yeah. they got off the... We saw the punters a few times, too. They were, like, timely turnovers, too. Like, yeah. big spots that were getting strip sacks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was cool. They sold out completely, both defenses. They were just going for the big plays. Yeah. And then they were having the big plays hit against them. Very fun. It was awesome. Todd yeah. Gurley. How sick are people, though, that were, had fantasy teams they couldn't watch? They woke up. They're like, Rams 54. Todd Gurley must have went in. And they're like, 11 That is the worst points. fantasy game. They have like eight carries. Yeah. Like, Crazy. Imagine. The, the I was Rams getting were, mad like watching it. Like, Yo, how is Todd Gurley like, not involved in any of this? The Rams won that game without the help of like the number three person in the MVP race right now. So that gives you all you need to know about the Rams as well. If they, when Talib comes back, they're going to be a completely new, a completely new team. They need a corner. They need a guy who's going to shut down the number one receiver. Yeah, I think he's on IR though. Talib. Not sure. We have to look that up. Because I remember I mentioned that, and someone said that he was on IR. And what about Marcus Peters getting the game-winning interception too? Yeah. That bothered me so much. My, this guy's going to think he's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting just smoked the whole time. Yeah. I was like, damn it. Um. The Yo. other Thanksgiving game we didn't talk about, by the way, the Redskins-Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah. Don't mean to bring it down 200 levels, but, you know. I mean, Amari Cooper went apeshit. Yeah, I mean, I mean. Thursday night legend, yo. That guy had yeah, all a couple monster of, games. Like, catch and runs. That's, so. uh, what I'm saying is, like, I mean. It looked more like a breakdown. Like, he didn't really. Uh, big plays. He That's had to worry run. about Dallas, like. I don't know. Zeke went off early on, right, for that first quarter. He had a good quarter. He punched yeah. one in. And, like, we didn't see Zeke second, third quarter. Just, like, that's that has to be the recipe to win. And, like, they're going on the road. At, are they going on the road? Or they're playing the Saints next week. Good and luck. Yeah. Good they're going to need to give Zeke, like, 30 carries to keep that offense off the field for as long as humanly possible. Even though they can strike fast, you still need to keep them off the field. And if Zeke's not going to do anything from the second and third quarter, it's just that kills your chances of winning versus – a potent, a team that will bring a potent offense, unlike the Redskins. That, yeah, that Redskins team 
did not look like a team that deserves to be in the conversation of a playoff team. The fall That's from sure. grace, bro. They were 6-3 yeah, I mean, two it's weeks ago. Again, like, they're the Mets of the NFL. I always say it. it's like they can't, they can't put their best players on the field at a, a given time. Their starting quarterback is out. Their starting running back's been out. Their, their starting offensive lineman is out. They're missing their starting uh, slot receiver. They're missing their number one guy. He's been out guy. too, Crowder. Yeah. Like the, on defense, they're missing a bunch of dudes. So it's like how many, how many, time, how many injuries can you overcome? You have to mm. give them credit for being where they are. And they're, they're a well-coached team as much as the other Gruden is fucking up out in Oakland. Jay Gruden is doing a great job. So, uh, by the way, for Talib, he was on um, IR, but he's, he's expected to come back week 13. So, mm. so, yes, both of those things are true. But shout out to Amari Cooper. You saw Jerry Jones in the in the press box. Like, after Amari Cooper scored that big touchdown, he was like, he put his hands out. He's like, yeah, I'm that's right, motherfucker. I made that move. Yeah, come see me. And yo, not for nothing. Like, there's a bunch of me- metrics. Like, everyone's favorite thing is like, are the Cowboys better because of Amari Cooper? Uh, they're three and zero, but the metrics say no, and this is this is the reason why. And this is the reason why. Like yo, shut the fuck up. They yo. they made a trade, and yo, there is something to be said about not just what the metrics say, but what that brings to an organization, mm. the confidence it bring, the confidence it brings people, especially to a young quarterback. Yeah, man, and like undoubtedly, I think that's his best weapon he's had in his career. Aside from maybe Jason Witten, who is more reliable, I guess you can say. Yeah, but as far as a wide receiver, talent-wise, like I think it's Amari Cooper. That's was kind of shot. I mean, I yeah. came on pretty much every episode. You just say he was shot. Yo, can't two things be true? The Cowboys overpaid for him, but he's also been great he's with still them a too. Good talent, yeah. I, I think both could apply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, a good trade is, is, is exactly that. We Sometimes talk about you pay that. Up for, like, talk about that when you say like a great player. A great player can still be overrated in a sense. Yeah. My dad always tell me, Tim, you get what you pay for. Mm. Nick really liked that one. Wisdom. I did, yeah. <laughs> Wisdom. Is it weird that I immediately thought about a strip club when he said that? Probably. You know what? I think about the education system. People are like, why is that broken? It's because well, you're paying that's... teachers $60,000. You've paid them one dollars Let's see the kids get smarter. Mm. You also just heard the two... Big different issues between me and Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Strip club, education system. Very different here. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about something we haven't talked about in a little bit. Some NBA. We're going to be giving our first quarter grades mm. for teams. Like I don't give enough report cards out. These fuckers <laughs> made me give out another one. Teacher joke, Tim. That's right. Thanks for the comic relief, dude. <laughs> I'll be here all episode, guys. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, Tim, like, I feel you. You know what? That wasn't more comic. It wasn't comic relief. It was more like, yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> Yo, it's Thanksgiving break. I don't want to see a fucking grade, not a single one. Yeah, I always think about teachers. How like when you like, all right, today you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to write papers that are ten pages, and then you got to read all those pages. Yeah, you do. That's trash. And you got to read them with like a fine tooth comb. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> you got to look for the errors. And no, shit. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we got grades A, B, C, and F, no mm. D's, all right? Because we got too many D's in this room already. Ayo, I'm back, baby. Woo! Strike on the outside corner. We're going to turn off <laughs> hey, that microphone right here. Um, so back anyway, let's start with A. Who's getting the A in the NBA? I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off. I'm going with the Portland Trailblazers, oh, and here's like why. <clears throat> Ooh. Last time we saw them last year, 
they became they were the three seed and they got pummeled by Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. And then the whole summer, all you heard was, yo, you got to trade McCollum. You got to trade Dame. Both of them can't work together. Yada, yada. You heard all that noise coming out of that place. And what did they do? They, they stood pat. They didn't do anything crazy. They didn't really make any major moves. And now, at the time that we're recording, they're a top three seed again. I believe they're, still, they're the one seed right now in the Western Conference. So it has to be them, especially when you were planning on blowing up the entire roster. If you lose a guy like McCollum or Dame, those are two all-NBA caliber players, and you brought it back and you're exceeding expectations again, they had a really low win total, boss. <clears throat> it was like 40 and a half which was really weird for a team that won almost 50 games last year and they were a 3 seed. But yeah, I'm going with the I'm going with the Blazers for me as an A. Really impressed with what they're doing. That backcourt alone, man. They have a floor of like 50 points a night, so and they're getting more contributions from other players. I think that team is always it they're they're playing great right now. They're always like that team that's going to be good in the regular season, I feel like, but then when the playoffs come along, all you got to do is shut down one of the wings. Yeah. Like you got to just shut down one of the wings and that that team can't hang. So it's going to be fun watching them in the regular season, but I don't know about that playoff run. The the team that I have for an A going off of that is a team that just took Knicks A team, so you know they're beating a good team, and they put up 143 on them and beat them by 43 points, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Giannis, another 33 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, 3 steals. I think he's been the MVP of the league so far this season. He's become such a complete threat. Like, if you would have shown me footage of that man coming off a screen and hitting a fadeaway 18-foot jumper on the baseline before... And like before he got drafted, you're like, that guy's going to be the best player in the history of the world. And now he's able to do it. Now he's shooting like 10% from three. So he's not, he hasn't put all of his game together, but he's got that mid-range jumper and he's already unstoppable inside. Shooting 53% from the field right now. And, and the reason why the whole team though gets an A is because the pieces around him feed off him so well. I feel like he improves the Bucks the same way LeBron improved the Cavaliers where you got guys like Chris Middleton who are currently f- shooting 42% from three who are just feeding off all the attention that Yanni's gets on the inside. The 42% is like Klay Thompson numbers. Hmm. That's bonkers. That's not regular. So you got, you got guys like Chris Middleton doing that. Eric Bledsoe's playing well. Malcolm Brogdon is playing well. But it's been a full team effort. If you look on that up and down that team, they're all averaging like four points a game. So everyone's coming in and making a difference. And I just I think because of the coaching staff and the way Mike Budenhauser has been able to use everyone and the next step that Giannis has taken towards MVP status, they're my A for sure, 100%. Number two in the East right now. I got the Grizz out west sitting they're actually as of in Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah number one in the West. Up. Um, they've just been impressive and it, it's like a kind of different style than what we're seeing now in the NBA. They're more of like, we're going to slow the game down, right? They, they play defense. They're number one in the league in steals. They're number one in the league in terms of shots against, and they're towards the bottom in the league in shots for, so they're playing, they bring everyone into their like style of play and it's working out so far. I mean, Marcus Ole and Mike Conley, like I yeah. said earlier, are finally healthy. Um, they just have everything going for them right now and it's. It's kind of what they expected when they signed Mike Conley to the, be the highest paid player in the league annually, which is ridiculous. But anyway, it's it's working out right now. They're number one in the West. Um, things are going well. So I got the Grizz. They're definitely exceeded my expectations. Health, even like even if I if you told me before the season that yo know, Mike Conley will play every game so far this season and Marcus Ole too, I'll be like, oh, they're still like you know a middle of the pack West team. Like I could see them pushing for a sixth spot maybe. 
But now they're at the top of the West right now, and it's almost December. So they've definitely got my A grade. Hey, yo, on the season. <clears throat> both teams that you guys mentioned in the summer actually made big moves as opposed to my team that I mentioned. Like the Blazers didn't really add anyone. Brooke Lopez has been really good for, so good. for the Bucks, And also like uh, slow-mo Kyle Anderson yeah. coming over from the Spurs. On the, on the restricted free agent. Thing yeah, the, the, the Spurs didn't match. The offer sheet. There we they go. didn't match That's the right. offer sheet. And then also the rookie, Jackson. Jackson Jr. Jaren Jackson. Yeah, I like to see him rebound more, but he's he's been a bit of a force. He just uh, I hate seeing a guy who's 6'10", 6'11", 7' foot playing on the perimeter so much when yeah. you could – easily go down there and help Marcus all on the glass. And that's what they need. Like, I feel like they need someone to – because I think slow-mo is second on the team in rebounding, so they need, like, a big body like Jaron Jackson to just – he's still young. I mean, he's only, what, 18, 19. But yeah, yeah. if you can get more physical and help him on the glass, I think they'd be even better in terms of, like, you know, lowering. They already played great defense, so they, they would help even more. I like the Grizz, man. They're, they're always a blue-collar team. Yo, boss's phone is recording everything we're saying right yeah, now. Like, yeah. It's got a paragraph down <laughs> The right Siri? Now. Yeah. Hey, I guess Siri, he pressed God it. Six, they nine. need a big bottle. Joe Jackson, die. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, what hey, did you say, bro? Read it, read it, read it. Be hey, bad. Siri, guy was 6'10", 6'11", 7 foot by a brother so much. Usually go down albums on the glass of the knee. Like, I do need someone to take slow-mo second team in rebounding. So they need like a big bottle. So he's still young and get more physical album lullabies. <laughs> <laughs> Are they being a better team? Or like, you know, Lori Daria played great defense of the doubt he'll be more. <laughs> what the fuck does that Siri mean? Siri does not know how to respond to that. I mean, I don't know how to respond to that shit yeah. either. I think it's kind of interesting. None of you guys said the Raptors. Best mm. best uh, record in the league. It's just that I had a high expectations for the Raptors. Oh, okay. I, I think Coming I think the common like, theme with all these teams here was that overperforming. Ex- yeah, yeah, they're exceeding expectations. Or we all had. I think we we're all on the Bucks bandwagon coming into the league, like fourth seed, fifth seed yeah, kind yeah, of team. Yeah. But I don't think anyone expected. Yeah, I'm this. hyped. Two weeks, like I said, I'm going to see the Bucks Raps in Toronto. Nice. Fire. Yo, fire. Kawhi versus Giannis. Hopefully Mazzo. they're both playing. Dude. If there's some rest bullshit, <laughs> I will it's early. Nah, they're, they're go gonna, crazy. That's going to be a top of the East. I haven't looked at the schedules to see if it's like back-to-back because I know Kawhi like, sits sometimes. Well, that was a pop. Who knows if he does <laughs> nah, he's nah, sad I, in Toronto. I think I think they'll play him because it, it's, yo, it's, furious. it's big. You, you kind of want to play your guys against the top teams, you know, rest them against the Knicks. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Shout out. God, I hope Fuck so. Fuck the Knicks. Uh, all right, so who's getting the B grade? I'm going with the Pacers, another team that I think is exceeding expectations. Last year they made the playoffs with uh, Oladipo being an MVP candidate. I thought he should have been in the top five MVP. He was uh, All-NBA first team, I believe, but he deserved it. He's taking the next step once again. He's carrying them. And also I think Sabonis. Sabonis might be a candidate for most improved player this year. And that one-two punch – it's crazy to think that these guys were on the Thunder with Russ, and it was a Russ show, <clears throat> and then they leave, they go to Indiana, and they're both flourishing. So I'm going with the Pacers as my B grade. All right. I like that. Uh, my B grade is the Lakers. So let's look at the Lakers season coming out. You start off slow, uh, but they weren't getting blown out by any means. They had a couple of loss here and there, but they were not closing out the big games. Like They were getting to the pro- the, the, the Almost a promised land. They were falling short at the end of games. And then Magic Johnson, remember in the beginning of the year, he's like, you know, there's a young team. We're going to let them develop. We're going to be patient. Uh, apparently, he means eight games as patience because he comes and he kind of rips into Luke Walton uh, in the public and in the media telling everybody, like, he needs to step his game up. Since then, they've been eight and two. They've been playing great ball. They've been finishing well. LeBron is LeBron. Uh, 
and you know it's kind of like that kid who comes into school and he's like not really liking school and it's like for the first three weeks he doesn't want to do anything and then you got to call his mom and shit but then he gets his act together <laughs> and now he's getting good grades you can't Bring give him, him an a school bro yeah you can't give him an a but you give him a b <laughs> like yo you're getting there you can get an a but you could also if, if you fall back into your old habits you can get a c again so watch your ass <laughs> Um, Yo, I would not want to have you as my teacher. Why? You just <laughs> don't seem bomb, like I'm the man. You just said I'm the bomb. Yeah. What was this 1994? That's why, like Tim's the outdated teacher. Yo, the bomb's back. I don't know if you guys know that, but at least in the Bronx it is. All right. Yeah, Thanks to the bomb again. Bomb's back. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> but yo, just off off the record though, kind of sucks that LeBron's in the West. I didn't say like I didn't put the two and two together, but when I had nothing to do on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And like I'm grading papers, or like I have not, or like I'm just sitting around or something. I I could always count on LeBron being on TV. Like Yo, always, there was always a Cavs game, and I was always watching LeBron. Conversely, I work the overnight, and like they're always on TNT at 10:30. Yeah, so I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's sucks, amazing dude. for me, bro. Like I could watch the Lakers and LeBron any night on my phone. I mean, it's on my phone, but I still get to watch it live. So sorry, sorry, Tim. It's all right. I'm consuming a lot of this. <laughs> I'm consuming a lot of this shit off of like highlights and what other people are saying. And I notice that when you try and like put some notes together, you're like. I would love to know the, the intricacies that I usually know about LeBron James, but I, I don't know them because I'm not watching it like that no more. It kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming in a completely different fashion, so we'll see. I don't know. Fuck the West Coast. Fucking fucks. Yo, West Coast is the ideal living sports location. Yo, I, I've said that so many times. If I could uh, pick a side, I, I, I'd be on the West just for that. But I'm you right. are on the side. You're on the East Coast. We're here for a reason, all right? It's cold here, all right? It's grittier. Yo, it's not fun. Like it's gritty. It's got more character. It makes right. you. It makes you or breaks you. It makes you, you hard yeah. out here. Yo, but yo, the cold is trash. Yeah, yeah the cold sorry, so it was twenty five degrees. I like the trash. I mean, doesn't make me. I like the cold. I like the trash. I like the cold. The cold is trash. I like the cold. Yeah. Who's your bee? My bee is the horny hornets. Nice. I like the hornies. Yo, Kemba Walker is. I got to show off to Kemba Walker, bro. He's a New York City nice, product. Dude. I never thought he'd be, like, as good as he is. Like, when he was in UConn, he didn't really play a lot freshman year. And then, like, he really obviously had that ridiculous run, I think, his junior year to win the national title. And he's really, like, come of age the last two or three years. He's, like, an all-star now. And uh, he's, like, a face of a franchise-type player. So um, he's obviously in a free agency-type mm. year. So Bingo right there. Um, contract year, you know, you get the best out of your players, typically. He's averaging almost 29 a game. Um, he's kind of single-handedly doing it for them. They have Jeremy Lamb behind them and, I think, yeah, Malik Monk. So there's not really much behind Kemba Walker and the Hornets. And he has them, I think, atop the division right now and uh, sitting, I think, fourth or fifth in the East. So I got the Hornets kind of overperforming. I mean, Kemba carrying the way. But as a team, they're holding it down. They're only one game over 500, so nothing crazy. But they're just hanging around. And in the East... That's really all you have to do is play five hundred basketball, play 500 ball, yeah, and you'll probably more than likely get in the show at maybe a sixth spot or maybe a fifth. Who knows? Ah, the East is all right this year. Yo, it's man, still, nah, see. it's really not the Hornets. Me and Marco asked Marco about the Hornets. I hit him up. I was like, Yo, nah, he tells me every day. Yo, they're fifteen to one to win the division, and I know in basketball you don't really talk much about divisions, but but with the Hawks, the Magic, uh, Wizards, Heat, and the Hornets, and I was like, Dude, I think that's the most. 
crunch time starting five. I would take that starting five over any other starting five. Marco's like, yeah, let's do it. Of course, we didn't do it. Now they're now when we went to the sports book, they were minus 140 to win the division. So, yeah, you're onto something, man. They're they're over. They're hilarious. Marco, like he goes, he he tells me about that same shit. He's like, yeah, I told on DB. He's like, yeah, I gave the Hornets as a good play to win the division. He's like. Yo, I look at the the Wizards. I called that shit. He's like, I knew that shit was gonna blow up. Well, we'll get to Washington in yeah, a little the, bit. The Wizards, Wizzles, the Wizzles. Uh, so now you're Seager, the Wizzles, the no, Seagrade. Remember when we used to have the half jerseys? Yeah. Michael Jordan had like it was the stupid the Wizzles, the Bulls and oh Wizards yeah jersey. yeah half 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 and bro, half. Bro, like the Wizzles is a terrible name to have on a jersey. Like, yeah. why would you ever wear that jersey? It sounds now, a I, lot like Wiggles. Which I definitely is the strip club on Queens Boulevard. I t- well, it shut down, but you know, did uh, it? R.I.P. Yeah. Did you wear half I jerseys? No. Nah. What? I didn't wear half jerseys. Bro. Dude. He wore, he wore do-rags, though. <laughs> <laughs> they were half black and half white. Yes, they were. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, all right, your C grades. My C grade is going to the C's. Celtics. Oof. They. Do you think you can have an issue of having too many guys that are good on your team? Because I feel like they have like nine, ten guys. I mean, the Warriors good. don't have that issue. Well, the Warriors really have. In terms of, uh, we'll see. Yeah, well, we'll <laughs> maybe see. they do have that. Yeah, once, once Boogie comes like, into the Personalities. But. but, yo, I just think that they have way too many guys that want to be out there. And if you look at their starting five, they have the worst starting five of any lineup that has played over 100 minutes together. And that's the lineup of Kyrie, Tatum, Hayward, Horford, and Jalen Brown. And then you also have Marcus Morris. You have Marcus Smart. You have Terry Rozier. You have Daniel Thies. You have a lot of good players that would be contributors to championship teams. And I think that they're still trying to work in Gordon Hayward. And, yo, I feel bad for the dude because that injury was so gruesome. I don't know if he's ever going to be the same kind of player because he was a very aggressive player when he played at Utah. He was a man over there. And he would drive and dish and all that. And, look, he played himself into – he got the contract that he got with Boston. But he was also an all-NBA third-team guy. And he's nowhere near the same. Uh, I'm hoping – Maybe around like January, February, some more time he gets more acclimated with the role. Because let's yeah. not forget, he didn't play with any of these guys either outside of what, four minutes before he got hurt? So I think that the Celtics, they're going to be fine. But it is concerning when they had a, almost a 60 win total in Vegas and they're around 500 right now. Yeah. So I'm giving them a C. Oof. Let's not also forget that they were the 26th ranked offense last year. So their offensive efficiency was never out the roof. They were playing with heart. They were playing with uh, grit, and they were playing defense. And, and when you got guys that are injured and hobbled, like Hayward out there, like he's clearly been a defensive liability. Jalen Brown is not getting the same amount of minutes, so he's not playing at that same type of, uh, I don't know, like intensity that he played last year. Marcus Smart's not getting as much minutes. He's not. He doesn't have that same type of intensity. I it, it seems like if there's any coach in the league though that could fix this and right the ship, Brad Stevens is the guy. And and one, one more thing I want to say on the Celtics before we move on. People think that it's so easy where, you know, the whole time we're saying, yo, they got $55 million on the bench, right? Because Kyrie and Hayward were hurt. It's like, yo, you're just going to throw them into the lineup and everything's going to be fine. Well, it's like, no, because Jalen Brown was getting 13 to 15 shots a night. Jason Tatum was getting 16 to 18 shots a night. And then when you add Kyrie and Hayward, guess what, yo? You're not going to be getting that many shots. It's going to have to be distributed amongst all those guys, and that's what happens. If if we're playing pickup basketball and Joey puts up 20 shots a game and then we add two other players into it, he's not going to be getting 20 shots. He's not going to be in rhythm like he was in the past because you have more mouths to feed. So I think that's another issue with Boston too. Uh, my B, my C is – all right, so get ready because the analogies are coming hard mm-hmm. and heavy. Uh, my C team 
completely exemplifies what a C student is, right? A C student is that kid <laughs> who's like the good-looking, popular kid that walks into the classroom, doesn't think he has to do anything to pass, so he just kind of half-asses it and kind of passes his way through everything but doesn't put his full effort into it, doesn't do his homework, uh, kind of doesn't take the work seriously or the teacher seriously, and he just kind of cruises. That's the Warriors right now. They have my C grade. 12 and 7, though? Mm. Four and six in your last ten, though. Do you know what the Warriors are? The Warriors are, you know, the Sweet Sixteen girl that gets a brand new fucking car, but when Still she sees it, license. she goes and she cries in her room because it was the Ferrari, not the Lamborghini. That's what the Warriors are, bitching over who's gonna take the last shot in Game Eleven of the regular season. Shut the fuck up! You're the Warriors. Cut the shit. Seriously, act like you give a fuck. No one cares. They lose, and they're just like, "Yeah, well, we're the best, so whatever." This is why you, this is why KD signing was so whack. It was just such the wackest thing ever because it's boring. It's boring as fuck. The Warriors are boring as fuck. You took the best, most exciting team in the league, and you made them boring as fuck. They're just old, boring men who are sick of winning. It's gross. I also think uh, Steph Curry's been out for like a week now, and they, they're 0-4 in games without Steph Curry. I think that's also showing you who the real MVP is on that team. Or just who the real leader is like when he's out yeah. there on the court. Like he commands you know, everyone's attention to detail. Kevin Durant always, always in something. Always in something. You saw him take shots at the fan. He was like, yo, shut the F up and just watch the game. What up? Oh, my God. Yo, I swear to you, like, not for nothing. <laughs> yeah, careful. He might come here. Kevin Durant, bro, like... He might come here. They're going to have I, his jersey. We know you. If I was that fan, though, oh, I would have let him have it all game. I'm sure he was. That's why he was. I would have let him have it. That's why he responded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not like on some other shit, man. He like, probably was on some other shit. Yo, he's human, bro. Like, you can't just. Nah, you can't talk to the fans like that, bro. You can't do it. No. Yeah, but you. No. I know, I know. They pay part of your salary, but you can't also just, like, let someone stand there and degrade you. Nah, dude. I don't think, like, I, I mean, I've, I've been on record saying that one of my favorite moments is the malice at the palace favorite yeah dude if you're gonna talk shit as a fan and you're gonna start swinging at people and throwing shit into How about the crowd when I russ think westbrook smacked that dude's phone like yeah get the phone out of his head like, Yo, get your phone I mean, out russ westbrook is known to be an asshole too just bro something's gotta be done and it's ron artest human. so you're talking about you should follow the, the actions of ron artest and russell westbrook that doesn't sound like a very quality plan to do in life unless you're trying to play <laughs> professional basketball I know Ron Artest was chilling until I never said follow their actions. Hit him right in the grill, and then the guy was laughing. Yo, it's one of my favorite clips. I'm he punched the wrong though. dude. Well, that's what you get for laughing. <laughs> Shouldn't have been talking shit near you the person. Like who was in a bar shit. fight, when someone throws a drink at you, you're probably gonna hit the wrong dude in a packed bar. I never. Hit it's the a wrong free dude. for all. I never hit the wrong dude. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Tim is a black belt in karate. Yeah, and he's never lost a fight in his yeah, life. I forgot about. I that. have lost a fight. You haven't? I have. Oh, okay. I've lost many fights, but I've won fights too. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not Yo, the heavyweight champ, but I'm a former heavyweight champ. <laughs> Yo, what's your record? What's your record? I'm over 500. <laughs> I'm way over 500. But I, I only lose when I'm like overmatched. I've like, only gotten punched really hard one time. I, really? Yeah. I envy that. Bending punch is not fun. I'm convinced no, I can't be knocked out. No one please yes, test that. Heard this. No one, we've no one test that theory, but I'm convinced. Yeah. yeah I got everyone's cleated, convinced. I got cleated in the face. Over and over and over again, and I didn't even feel it. Yeah, but I'm sure you weren't just like, yo, go ahead. You were like kind of nah, tensing nah, was, up, and was, you were like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we were fighting. Yeah, someone catches you, though. <laughs> yo, I my C grade. 
<laughs> my C grade is the jazz. Tim's chin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess an A, bro. Yeah, the, I got the jazz. I mean, I was kind of excited for the jazz. Donovan Mitchell had a monster year last year. He's still having a good year this year, but behind him, like no one on this team can shoot. Like Joe Ingles is supposed to be the shooter. He's not having. He's having a down year. They're bottom like five in the league in three point shooting. So. There's really no offense. They don't really play defense either. It's just like Rudy Gobert protecting the rim. They're good at protecting the rim. They're top in the league in block shots. I just expect them more. You know, they had all that hype coming into the playoffs last year. Donovan Mitchell, you know, wanting campaigning for the rookie of the year. I had more, you know, higher hopes for them. Yeah. But when Ricky Rubio is your second best scorer on offense and there's really not much behind him. I mean, you have Jay Crowder there, Joe Ingles. They're really not supplying much help, so – they're tough to watch these days, and they're outside the playoffs looking in right now. So they get my C grade. I mean, there's obviously still hope to turn it around, but I just don't like what I've seen so far out of the Jazz. Hmm. Uh, what about your Fs, the worst ones? I mentioned them before in passing, the Wizards. Oof. You want to talk about – I actually remember on the on the preview show, I was like, yo, they're my league pass team. Yeah. Not because they're going to be fun to watch, but if shit hits the fan, like it's hit the fan – it's going to be so dysfunctional over there in D.C., and you see it now. There's John Wall's going to be kicking balls into the fifth row. John John Wall, there's rumors about they want to trade him, but guess what? You're not trading that contract. Yeah. Yo, $19 million this year, next year, 37. The three years after, 40-plus. This guy's already had banged-up knees and shit, drainage every other week. It's quiet. No one. He's staying in Washington. I can't see anybody picking up that contract. It'd be stupid. Yeah. And they want to get rid of Bradley Beal too and completely rebuilt it's like Otto Porter is making 30 million dollars a year too and uh, I don't know if I'm giving you 30 million dollars you need to be the best player on my team yeah man. you know what I mean and I know contracts come up and whatnot and people get paid because you're the next guy up but it, it's, it's bad and they signed Dwight Dwight Howard and there's all these funny trends about teams do better when Dwight leaves you saw it with the Rockets you saw it with the Lakers you saw it well not the Magic but you know they're a different situation Hornets. but the Hornets too so yeah, I think I think they're clearly getting an F grade from me. Mm. Hard to argue with that. I'm going with the Rockets. The Rockets get the flaming F, the most on fire F ever. This team is an absolute disaster. Now they've been playing better, and they're getting it together. And you know, let's start with Melo. They're on a five game win streak. Start Why do you want to start with Melo? He's gone. Bro. You know, because you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna Jesus get, I'm gonna actually Christ, speak let in, it go. I'm gonna actually speak in Melo's favor right now. Let it go. All right. He's he was a problem, but the fact that they're blaming so much on him, not I think he's getting a little too much of the credit. He's like what the fourth scorer on that squad, right? So you got James Harden. He's shooting forty three percent, averaging five turnovers a game. Disgusting. Chris Paul's averaging forty four percent from his field from the field. That's his worst since oh six. That's his second year ever. He has the most turnovers per game and the least assists per game in his entire career right now. Eric Gordon is shooting 32% from the field. That would be decent from three-point range. <laughs> He's under 25% from three. Like this, this, Also, this team was sixth in defense last year. Everyone forgets that because they sucked the year before. They were sixth in overall defense. They, they, have, lo- they lost two big pieces, though. Boa Mute and Ariza, I think, has been huge. And, those, and that's one of the reasons why I have them as an F, because you have guys like that, and you built a culture. That, that that team went to both sides of the floor. And then what you do, you let those two guys go, and instead you supplant them with Mello, and you completely change and shift 
the thing that you were doing so well. Why? Why are you doing that? It shows weakness. And that's why you're getting an F. Because it's weak. And Melo deserves everything he gets. Boss, I'm sorry. I know that you are a Syracuse fan. All you're right? just obsessed, bro. I'm you're not like the crazy ex that like Melo left the Knicks and you're just like... I was mad at... Passion. Look, I was... A, I'm okay with being the crazy ex of Melo. <laughs> no problem. Because she drove me fucking crazy while she was with me. And if, there's, if the only thing I have... Is she also gave complaints. you some of your best times? Listen, just because she classic X. just yeah, just because we had that one good year together, doesn't mean that I'm going to forget all the crazy cycle years and all the times that she missed out on, you know, birthdays and holidays and things of that nature. <laughs> just all, all right? of a sudden, getting very yeah, it's real. Yeah, is there something you want to tell us, bro? You okay? How much money <laughs> you lose on both? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, uh, my F is the Cavs. I mean, it's just been an entire fire, like. Yo, LeBron James left and everything fell apart very fastly, very quickly. Fastly. And in a bad way. I mean, Ty Lue is gone. J.R. Smith now has, they've come to terms that he will be traded or waived or whatever. So it's crazy, like, the power LeBron James has. Just another thing that you can add on the resume when it comes to the discussion for the GOAT. Straight up. LeBron, yeah, he leaves. And One guy left. Twice. Twice, yeah. It's happened twice now. So it's just Cavs dysfunction. Like Dan Gilbert, he's been living off LeBron James, and it's so weird that one man can leave. Granted, like Nick said, he is the GOAT, but one man can leave, and everything falls apart from Kevin Love just being out to Tristan Thompson bashing players inside your own locker room. Like it's just a whole shit show of dysfunction, and it's it's worthy of an F. F worthy for show. For sure. All right. Uh, let's get to spitball. <laughs> Starting with Paxman. James Paxton in the first move of the hot stove. Mm. I know Tim loves the hot stove this time of year. Mm. Um, traded to the Yankees. Mm. Big, Big move. Front end lefty for the Yankees. They bolster their rotation. They need to do that after their debacle against Boston. Uh, no one going deep in, into games. And... But yeah, overall, James Paxton to the Yankees for the, their number one prospect, Justice Sheffield, uh, lefty who came over from Cleveland in the Andrew Miller trade. So yeah, Paxton on the move, the first domino to fall. And you like it? Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love like it. injury love concerns aside, I love it. You got to take a chance. Every starting pitcher is an injury concern. Right. Every single one. I'm sure like the price was right on him. Instead of going for a Kluber or a Carrasco, like you go out if you want to make one trade, you get Paxton. And then you still have the options to sign, bring back Hap or bring in Corbin. So, dude, the Mets, the Mets are in discussions for Carrasco, and then maybe trading Noah. Ugh. Don't get me started if the Mets trade fucking Noah. Bro. Pay the man his money. We were talking about Kemba Walker before with the Hornets, but he's in a contract year, and he had a two-game stretch where he scored sixty-three points. Hmm. Uh, sorry, he scored sixty points, and then followed up with forty-three points. So in two games, he put over a hundred. Real NBA points, not fantasy points. Uh, he's balling out, like Boss mentioned before, and he's in a contract year, so he's probably going to get the max. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing him in, in Knicks colors. That'd be dope. I think that'd be dope. Hometown I feel like kid. he wouldn't come home. I don't know. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. It's just, like, weird. Why? Like, I just don't think... Well, he might come, but I just don't think he's one of the guys like young, like LeBron Tyler Young, like, I'm going back. Like, he's linked so seriously to New York. Mm. Yeah. He did like play. He did finish high school here. Went to Rice for four years. Mister Touchdown Eddie Jackson uh, returned another touchdown. I talked about this before in this game. He now listen to this. He was drafted after ten wide receivers 
in the draft. And he's, by the way, he's the defensive back for the Bears, if you were listening earlier. He now has more touchdowns himself than five of the ten receivers taken in front of him in the NFL draft. That's awesome. <laughs> Mr. It's Touchdown. Second year, right? Second year. That's dope. Mr. Touchdown, Eddie Jackson. Uh, Penny's on the dollar. Uh, Penny Hardaway landed the number one re- recruit in the 2019 recruiting class. James Wiseman. So the hire of Penny Hardaway to Memphis is alma mater is paying off. He actually coached this dude, James Wiseman, in AAU in high school. So there are some smooth ties. transition. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, when I saw that shit, I thought Ole Miss 2012, 13. <laughs> nah, you yep. know, some wild shit is Penny happening. Penny coached over. AAU for a couple okay. of years before taking the Memphis job. So he has a lot of. Good connections. He's also Penny Hardaway. Like, who wouldn't want to play for Penny Hardaway? Yeah. It's just that Memphis isn't really a glamorous program. It's not, but they've gotten some big names. Like, Dedrick Lawson was at Kansas now, was at Memphis earlier. And then, obviously, the Calipari days. But Memphis, yeah. you know, they could be on the cover again. They were once proud basketball school with Calipari there. Hmm. Uh, time to blow it up. Well, the Wizards, rumored to have a fire sale. Everyone's up for grabs. If the price is right, they're going to get rid of all three guys, their core players, starting with Wall, Beal, and Otto Porter, and even uh, guys like Oubre, too, are on the market. So it might look like a team that's really going to tank, especially when you look at what these kids at Duke are doing. I know, boss, you have your eye on that. The, all three of them are in play to be the top pick. And yeah. it's like if you get stuck with either of those three guys, you'll be happy. So if there's a year to tank, it'd be this one. Uh, end of No Excuse November. Shout out to everyone who joined me on the 21-day journey that was no uh no excuse November. Uh, final stats, lost 12 pounds, 21 days. Holla at your boy. Uh, that could have been Hello. that could have been a lot more, and I'm sure I packed on about three or four more of those pounds in Thanksgiving yesterday. <laughs> but it could have been a lot more. But if you were following, you know that I hurt my back. I had a bad back injury for a while. So I'm coming up with a new challenge. Take a week off, and starting in December, we're going to be doing Dedication December, where <laughs> we are going to be hitting the gym at least four days a week uh, and getting in cardio every single day uh, that you do go to the gym. So four days worth of working out, sweating, and getting your booty in motion. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of gym selfies. Follow me at Tim Patrop for that. And uh, join this little community that of supporters that I've grown very fond of. Um, yeah, and that's it. Uh, take this week off and then get ready to join me again on my new journey. Everyone, let's do this. <clears throat> I give you a lot of credit because this is a time of year where I kind of pack on weight. Because mm-hmm. you Dude, have it's garbage right you have, now. You have thank, you have Thanksgiving, and then you have Christmas, New Year's. It's like you're just eating shit, and then yep. you have good shit. Yeah, you have New Year's, and then you have the Super Bowl. Yeah, my birthday's in there too. Yeah, it's terrible. Dude. That's why dedication, baby. We're gonna do it. We're gonna eat right. We're gonna <laughs> hit the gym, but we're not gonna we're, we're not gonna, gonna stop be drinking. Miserable. Yeah, nah. we're not gonna stop drinking though. We're gonna eat a lot of kale. I'm gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of kale being consumed. Say your prayers. Sure. Eat your vitamins, brother. <laughs> uh, so all right. broth will be featured everywhere you know it where that broth it's got like a camel's foot in it and he's like <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a pig's no, foot yeah <laughs> casual it's like yeah you know i got pig's foot for my soup but you know you don't have to get pig's feet like you can get any other meat you want well you gotta have yeah, a, bo- no, you have have a bone though. pig feet you have to, nah people do that's why they're available in stores that's crazy Check it out. You, uh, it's very... Uh, what is in this shit? It's in the Hispanic community. It's in what? The broth? The breakfast broth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, you know, you ever see the the Nutribullet commercials where they're like, take all these fruits and then put a bunch of vegetables in it and you can't taste the veggies. Right. That's bullshit because when you grind up fruits like that, you're just extracting mad sugar. So, all the benefits you're getting from the vitamins, you're canceling out with all the sugar. So, what I do is I boil pig's feet, 
and I do it with, with onion and garlic and a bay leaf and rosemary, and it makes it taste mad good. And then you grind up kale, spinach, a zucchini, and a sweet potato. You put that all <laughs> in there. Immature. I was going to say <laughs> something dumb. You put that all in there. You, you grind it up like to liquefy it. You put it in there, and it becomes like a broth version of that minus all the sugar, and you get healthy fat in the morning. It's, it's honestly fantastic. It's the easiest way to lose weight. If you're trying to lose weight, like replace your breakfast with that, I promise you, you drop it. I mean, it. it's just proven right here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You can look at me. Well, I don't know. Like, yo, I, I must have gained. Yo, like, twelve and twenty-one is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping to do another twelve and another twenty-one, and then I'm trying to get to one eighty-five before my wedding on August eleventh. So one eighty-five for your yeah, wedding. I wouldn't yeah. even recognize you if you were one eighty-five. I know. Word. That's the that's the goal, bro. I'm at I'm at two seventeen right now. You get to 185, people are going to start asking you if you're sick. December. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> nah, you're right. I'm going to be diesel? diesel with it. You wouldn't look like Tim to me. I know. I, I've been fat my whole life. Well, at least chubby my whole life. You have nine months. Yeah, I could do it. If you do four pounds, pounds four pounds a month, I think you could get there. I could do it. And also, the reason why I'm saying that is the way I've been able to keep off the weight is because I didn't do, yo, I dropped 30 pounds in 20 days. Like, that's the worst thing to do. You know, you want to, you know, one to two pounds a week. Yeah, make it make it the lifestyle change instead of the diet. That's the goal. Rage responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all right, let's get to the uh, NFL games we have here. Uh, the first one is the Seahawks at the Panthers. Pretty big game for both teams. It's probably going to be for the wild card, for sure. I mean, I, I can't see both teams catching the teams in their division. No. Though the Panthers do have to play the Saints two more times, so they can... In essence, make up ground, but it's they won't. that's false yeah. hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why this game is such a big win for the Panthers because they got to play the Saints twice. So you're looking at this. You got one team that is uh, coming off a pretty bad loss in the Panthers. Uh, Riverboat Ron going for it and that's two back over there. To back bad losses. Yeah, and um, also they had extra time to prepare because they played on Thursday, so they came out flat there against a Detroit team that I kind of think is not a good team. Nah. They're probably one of the bottom 10 teams in the league Facts. and then you got seattle coming off a bye week too so it's going to be interesting i think this is for the winner the loser of this game is probably well actually now that i think about it i think this is a bigger game for seattle because if seattle loses they'd have six losses i think it'll be harder for them to make up ground to get that second wild card sure we know about carolina's prowess at home mm. so after two rough outings on the road they return home yep that could be just with the doctor order for Cam Newton and Co. So I th- I'm going to go with the Panthers here just because of that. Like, they get a week off at home. It, the holidays, the comforts of your own, sleeping in your own bed again after two weeks. You don't have to go to Pitt- cold Pittsburgh. You don't have to go to Detroit. You're home. Things are back, you know, back in, in line for the home stretch. I think, you know what? I think with, with Carolina, remember I was, I, I kept saying that. Cam Newton was like my MVP, dark horse MVP guy. He was playing out of his mind, the best quarterback I thought he was playing. And Cam Newton is kind of, he hasn't been bad, but he's been not fantastic the last two games. And you're kind of seeing all the things that he was masking, kind of getting unmasked in that offense. They don't have a great offensive line. Uh, if Cam Newton's not making plays, it's it's hard for those plays to get made. They don't have great weapons, although DJ Moore is coming coming you know, of age kind of like as more and more as the weeks go on, but they don't have any running game between the tackles. Christian McCaffrey's doing his thing, but it's more outside and slashing. So they have a lot of weaknesses on that offensive side and it's, 
you know, Cam needs to be Superman every single game in order for this team to 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 be successful. And it makes you wonder, like, how good is this team really uh, without Cam? If Cam go if Cam goes down or if Cam doesn't play well, do they have any shot at winning? So it's it's going to be important for this team to bounce back, even if Cam doesn't play well. They need to bounce back and take a win here. Hmm. Um. All right. Yeah. So you're off Cam. <laughs> My off Cam? Nah. I'm I'm off the red the the remaining. You were Panthers saying you were because you were going in about how Cam, like you said, was was playing the best quarterbacks ever plays, put yeah. his team on his back, still blah, blah blah blah. I'm just saying he's allowed to have a game where he's not amazing. Like he still threw for three touchdowns last game. Don't get me wrong, but he's allowed to have a game where he doesn't. He's not perfect, and it seems like when they win games, it's because Cam is playing out of his mind. And then if Cam has any type of hiccup in the armor for a second, like if he forgot to take off the glasses or something, you know what I mean? Like he. They struggle, and you, you wonder how much of that is just because the Panthers as a, as a whole, the, a lot of the holes in that team are covered up by how good Cam Newton is. So you got, you're going Panthers? Yeah. Going Panthers also. Panthers. Mm, clean sweep. Look at that. Uh, all right, the next thing we have here is the Packers at the Vikings. Two teams that coming into the season were like, yo, these guys are going to blow the doors off the league, and now we're kind of like, wait, what's going on? This whole division. It's like upside down. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. You got the Bears eight and three. I don't think anyone had the Bears at the start of the year winning this division. No, or like a top of this division this leans this season. I, well, I, know, I remember we did mention that if Mitch Trubisky took the next step, that they could do that. Nah, not the top of the division. No, you not, thought not, that, not no, to win no shot. Division. Not to, all right, not to win. We all were like, "Yo, Packers but, are going to run away with this," and the Vikings, Vikings. make a wild card. Vikings. Well, or that the other yeah. way around, or the yeah. other way around. Yeah, I had three teams of this uh, from this division, but the other one was the Lions. Yeah, you had the what? Lions over what? the Bears. What? what are you talking about? Yeah. Huh? What are you talking about? Nah, but Trubis- look, Trubisky took has taken the next step. But this team is so fucking good. Do you know that? Do you know that? As of last week, before they even caught this touchdown, if the Bears' defense played the tight end position, guess what they'd rank in fantasy? One, six. Nice. They'd be the sixth best tight end in fantasy. That's how good they've been. Well, fuck the Bears. They're not playing this game. Oh, All right, yeah, we got the right. Packers and the Vikings. This yeah. is uh, one of <laughs> my favorite so. games. Guys, this is a loser leaves town match. Yes, Ooh. classic. Right, right now, Vikings have the sixth seed. They're the last wild card. And I think whoever loses this game, I think you could kind of say that they're going to be out of the playoffs. And it is a much, much bigger game for the Green Bay Packers here. They are going on the road. Remember, these two teams played earlier in September, and they tied. That's why both of these teams have a tie Sorry. on their record. So, yo, it's it's going to be tough, man. It's also the return of Aaron Rodgers going back to the place that ended his season Anthony last year, Barr, too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, running into those guys. And, yo, Kirk Cousins on primetime, man. There's something about him. I, I believe he's won. He's 4-12 and 12 in primetime games. And Kirk Cousins is fine. It's cool. You know, he's the cute girl at the bar. But then here comes Aaron Rodgers, the supermodel. And then you see them both on the field. And you see where the big difference is between the two. And I think that's going to be the the difference in this game. I like the Packers here. I also like the difference in the running games. Like the Vikings, they get Dalvin Cook back. He still like still hasn't gotten going. Latavius Murray has been whatever. But Aaron Jones has really come on the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. And I know you guys talk about it on bro. It's like, yo, what took so long, even post suspension, for Aaron Jones to claim this role? Like that has to be something to do with coaching. But now he's taking it over, and you can legit run the ball. And set up the passing game now, even with you know Aaron Rodgers, the run is always available. And when you have someone who can run the ball, it's, it's it adds a whole different dynamic to this offense. So 
I think the Packers will put up points. It's just can they stop the other team is the question. Like they sold at the deadline. Clinton Dix left. They kind of gave up, it seemed like, on on the season. So I'm not really sure what to expect. Uh, actually, I, I'm expecting a shootout. That's what I'm expecting. So I, I'm not sure what to expect out of the defense. You know, Kirk Cousins, like Nick said, shows up on primetime. So it's a Sunday night game in a controlled environment inside the Dome. We'll see what happens. Both these teams are extremely flawed. On the on the Viking side, look, I give Matt Ryan a hard time. I need to be fair and give Kirk Cousins that same hard time. Like, he was doing great when the weapons weren't there last year. But at the same time, he's got the weapons now. And he's only had two games where he's thrown over two touchdowns. His stats are all right. But they're not second highest paid player, fully guaranteed contract in the year good. Like, they thought that he was the missing piece to a championship. Mm. And what's happening is they're four, four, five, and one. So his play has been unacceptable. He needs he needs to step his game up. A lot of that has to do with the fact that there is no running game. A lot of that has to do with the fact that that offensive line is not nearly as good as they need to be. And on top of that, that defense is not the same defense as they were last year. Uh, Xavier Rhodes is in the bottom half of the league in terms of PFF grade, uh, what he's doing. You see, you see guys that he would cover up last year are having success against him, and I expect Devontae Adams to have success against him in this game. On the other end, you got the Packers, right? Can the Packers put up an offense to, to muster something? Like you said, Aaron Jones has been great. That's all fine and dandy, but if he's in the backfield not getting the ball, yeah, then, he's not getting the then what, is the, what good is it? Because he had 88 yards and two touchdowns in the first half, and then they completely forgot about him in the second half. Mike McCarthy continues to only line up Devontae Adams, who's their only weapon right now, in one place. He's lined up in the slot maybe one or two times last game. It's just like, why aren't you moving this guy around? Why aren't you having the misdirection that's around the league? Like He, needs to, he is stuck in the past, and he needs to change his ways. And you see Aaron Rodgers kind of has PSD. He refused to take a check down last game. Like He had check downs open, and he would try and make a play, go for the extra, and then throw it away. And it's coming to the point where if you're... if everything's on your shoulder so much that you got PSD, you can't even hit a check down. PTSD. PTSD. What, What's what he, was I saying? PSD? PSD, which is a Photoshop document. PlayStation dick. What's he trauma? What's his, what was the trauma? Like trauma is that he always has to make plays. Oh. Uh, so he doesn't do check downs ever. Okay. Because okay. he could have, he could have escaped some air with some Aaron Jones yards. You know what I'm saying? Trust your guys. But he picks up some Aaron Rodgers yards. Sure. But you feet. can't, you can't do it every time. And I sure. think that's what, his in his history, Mike McCarthy, he has had to make the plays instead of the plays being made easy for him, like you see happening with uh, Jared Goff and Pat Mahomes, because they have much better minds behind them. So, I also could see like that happening in this game too, because I mean, like Nick said, like this is he's coming back to the team that injured him, and I feel like he's a spiteful fuck. I mean, this dude doesn't talk to his fucking family. You know what I mean? God Yo, knows what happened. Did you see what his brother <clears throat> tweeted? Fucked up. Bro. Yo, that no. is so unnecessary. Yo, so Aaron Rodgers put out like a one minute video about how he's donating a million dollars to the wildfires in California. And his brother quote tweeted it and basically was like, yeah, great act, you know, like very kind. But he don't even check on his family who live out there and whatnot. And he hasn't interacted with his mother. And, and it was like crazy. He's yeah. like, what is this really worth if you don't even check if your mom's all right? There you go. Bingo. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. Damn. So out there. Like, bro, not, who does like he don't he don't talk that to is, his family at that all. That is like today's day and age. Like that's so stupid to it's me. It's crazy. But the reason why I'm saying that, that out on Twitter like, is because I could see them being him being like, I'm throwing this ball a thousand times. Like fuck Aaron Jones. <laughs> like I, I'm throwing this ball a thousand times because I want to beat this team. Like me. 
You know what I mean? I'm all about that. I'm not. I hope you help me throw 10 picks. He's so got Devontae Adams and fucking. I got Devontae So I'm four and seven, right? I've won two in a row now. I was two and seven. Uh-oh. I was dead to rights. Uh oh. Now I'm making a playoff push. I beat seven Joey. Slide, kid. I beat Joey last week by point two. <laughs> Let it be known. <laughs> and Joey. Nick, I need Nick to lose, and Nick played Amari Cooper, so he's off to a bad start. Sleepy time. So you play you you sat him? No, no, he played, no against I played against him. Against him. Oh, he, played he was on my team for like a month. Too. I was about to say, I thought, I thought you had him. Yeah. He made a trade at the deadline to get rid of him. I got Devontae. So I have Devontae and Rogers. So Tim, if you're you know, I got Devontae too. Come to fruition. I'm with it. Point two, guys. Point, point fucking two. two points have kept my season alive into week twelve. Yeah, that's crazy. And I said it on the Monday show. It's is like this is how far point two is. Like where we're sitting right now, he's point two yards. You know what point and he two lost is? by two yards. Point two is and catching a, half of a ball. A reception. Kevin Dyson. in the backfield, three yards in the backfield, and getting tackled. That's point two. Yeah, yeah. you would get the half point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you lost three yards on a reception, you get point two. You're Kevin Dyson, bro. I'm telling you. You're the Titans player who was just Came two short. yards short of that end zone. That's point two. That's point two. Damn. That's it. That's my whole Yo, season. You lost seven in a row. Seven my in guy. a row. I'm probably gonna make it eight. I don't know how you. And my team is yo. If you look at my roster, you go yo. This is not a seven game in a row. I just I I, I just don't know. I see it in your eyes that you're hurt by this. I am devastated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yo, point two. I was so happy. And yo. I lost by two to him. I put up 150 and lost. I'm yeah. trying to snap the streak. <laughs> not only that, but I went back and looked at the thing. I took Doug Baldwin over Tyreek Hill. <laughs> one pick. It was like one or two. Two picks. picks. If I would have, t- if I would have. Had him, I probably would be undefeated. Bro, I mean, I didn't go back and do the math. Adam like, Thielen, I Michael would've. Thomas, and Tyreek Hill. And Juju. And Juju. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get to the picks. Ooh, uh, breaking news. Bob McNair just passed away. Texans owner. So I wonder what that means for that franchise. R.I.P. Bob McNair. Ooh, that sucks. Um, damn, now you're going to make me transition. Oh, back to the picks. Uh, just saying. Um, but t- you're still in first. Mm. Damn right I am. I Twenty-one I'm, and twelve. I'm hanging on to second. I'm coming at you. I'm coming for you. Though. What do you? Oh, you guys are tied, right? Fourteen and nineteen. So I have two wins over you. I'm sixteen Dude, and seventeen. I was, I was ten and two in my last three weeks, and, and you I, were just blowing. I couldn't yourself. even no four in my four weeks. Ten and to, ten and two. I couldn't wait, not wait to get in here and fucking gloat. And then the fucking Reality snow tor- storm. And then Monday <laughs> happened. Betty bye. And now I'm here and I went 0 3 last week. So now I can't even gloat about it. No nicknames? Yeah, quiet now. Yeah. Falling shut, off. Shut that ass up. Night, 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 night. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll lead it off. All right. I'm going with the New York Giants. Oh my plus God. six and a half points. Um, yeah, not much to say there. Just going with the Giants. Pray for me. Uh, Carolina minus three and a half against the Seattle Seahawks for the reasons we mentioned before. And one of the rare occasions, guys, I'm taking both New York teams. Jets Whoa. are a nine and a half point underdog at home against the New England Patriots. Jets always play them tough. Seven, two, and one against the number in their last 10 games against the New England Patriots, home and away. So they always come up. The crowd is always invested in this matchup, despite the Jets, for the most part, being awful when they do play the Patriots the last couple of years. They play them tough. This is their Super Bowl. I'm going with the Jets plus nine and a half. So Facts. Facts. Jets plus nine and a half. Giants plus six and a half. Carolina minus three and a half. Picking New York's teams is like just asking for a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's why we're struggling. 
I got the next, I'm next. I'm next. 14 and 19. About to be 17 and 19. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Cleveland uh, is my upset pick. Plus three and a half at Cincinnati. I think they win this game straight out. Cincinnati has been struggling. Cleveland is coming off a bye week. And they are kind of rolling. So I'm liking myself some Cleveland. Um, Chargers, minus 12 and a half versus Arizona. I think there's a big bounce back spot for Phillip Rivers. I think that... Uh, I think that offense takes it out on Arizona a little bit. I have big, big expectations for Melvin Gordon in fantasy this week against an Arizona defense that can't stop the run. I think the Chargers uh, lay the smacketh down uh, in Ar- versus Arizona just at home. Be, uh, just be careful. Apparently, they might sit him because of his hamstring. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, Anthony Lynn. I was just reading it before because I really like Melvin Gordon against the Cardinals. One of my things to do is uh, double-digit favorites at home is one of the spots I like taking running backs. So just, just monitor that. I will. Thank you. And... Uh, my next, my last pick is Indy minus nine and a half versus Miami. That passing offense is rolling. Andrew Luck is playing like an MVP candidate, and uh, that Miami defense has been extremely susceptible to the run. Uh, they looked good in the beginning, but those young DBs, although they are talented, need some seasoning. And uh, the adobo is coming from Mr. Luck. <laughs> Yo, five straight games, not a sack. Wow, good shit He's for up the right. Colts. Good shit for the Colts. Um, for me. <laughs> Oh, uh, my first game. I'm taking the Jags. But what's what's your record though? Sixteen and seventeen. Sixteen and seventeen. So everyone's under five hundred except Boss right now. You're sitting I'm pretty chilling. low. No. Coming for you next week. You're de- you're down next week. So we just get, get it, ready dude. for that. You're not doing anything. Coming for you, bro. You ain't coming for shit. You're coming for like Nick in last place. <laughs> Where do you guys? Yeah. Fuck out only here. how many losses you have? Twenty one and twelve. Twelve. It's about two or three. That's crazy, bro. Only seven games out of loss column. Um, That's two weeks. I gotta go on three. We gotta go three now. And I still won't be in first. Perspective. Yeah. Jesus. Suck. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. Uh, I'm taking the Jags minus three and a half at Buffalo. Uh, I think both these teams suck, uh, but I think the Bills suck more. a lot more. <laughs> and three and a half points, like, give me a break. Somebody over there just feed someone. I don't know. Just three and a half, give me it. Um, dude, that's crazy. I just looked at that line and started laughing. I'm like, yo, this line would never exist in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I have the Bills there. Go ahead, though. Yeah, enjoy that. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers minus three and a half, coming off six straight wins, I think. Three and a half points uh, in Denver. I don't give a fuck about that altitude. It wasn't that bad when I went. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm taking the Packers, getting three and a half points, just because I think that the Vikings, um, last week I thought was going to be the game that kind of made a brow I was talking about I took them last week where I was like this is going to be the game that kind of either propels them or kind of makes them go ah fuck and I think that the Packers um the revenge factor for you know ooh revenge factor mm. just because I think Aaron Rodgers is a spiteful fuck yeah, it's now, one guy not a team not, not a team now, now he's all over the revenge not factor not a team not a team a man who doesn't talk to his parents <laughs> who knows why spiteful spiteful guy so give me three and a half points I think he throws that thing 49 times throw that dang so I'm taking Packers, Steelers, Jacks, all three and a half. I got the Bills plus three and a half. Yo, the Bills finally look competent last week with Matt Barkley. Are you afraid if Josh Allen comes back, he's he might? Is he supposed to come back? He's he's practicing, but they're saying he, I might hope come he, back. Come yeah, he looks back, competent until fucking Jalen Ramsey has 18 interceptions. It don't matter. He's gonna dump it down to little Sean McCoy, who's now like look part of the offense for the first time in the season. You know what I'm saying? You can throw the ball, you can start running the ball. So we saw what that last week, two weeks ago. Uh, they're coming off a bye too, and they're at home. Never heard so of them. give me the Bills plus three and a half over the Jags. I got the Pats minus nine and a half against the Jets. The Jets have zero life coming off a bye too. There's 
nothing there. They're not playing for Todd Bowles anymore. I, I think he's lost the locker room completely. There's just a lot to be desired for the Jets. And uh, give me the Panthers minus three and a half. I might go to the sportsbook and bet them uh, catch my Brendan Cooks ticket because this is a game they need to win to save their season. Like I said, they're at home. Good things happen there. So if it's only going to be three and a half points, I have to check the updated line to the second. Um, if it's anything below that, definitely fire me up for a nice minus 110. You know what I'm saying? So give me the Panthers there, minus three and a half. Lots of direct competitions going on between you three over here. Yes. Me and and some Except someone has away. the bills. Yeah, so? I mean, yeah, in the Ralph. That defense has been good. Who's bro? Who's, it's who's brick up in the Ralph right now. Oh, you step outside. You know cold in yeah. Buffalo. Right, it probably is mad cold. If Tim can use this bullshit excuse about it being 108 in in Florida, I can. Ooh, and now we got a Florida team going up That's there. That's what I'm oh, saying, dog. So I'm getting scared. <laughs> the weather. Yeah. Do you remember? Jags lose to the Bills. Literally though, if the Jags, I forget the spread. If the Jags lose this game to the Bills, yo. I just think how much of a demoralizing loss last week was. Yeah, at the I, but very like, end, the way they played, the way they turned the Steelers overall game, and yeah, still wind up with a last second loss. But at like, least it's the Steelers. Like, yo, you can't lose to the Bills. Yeah, but that's demoralizing, bro. This would be like how do you people show up be to quitting this after that loss. This would be fucking people would be quitting at this game. They'd be like, yeah, I'm not playing. People anymore. quit. Jalen Ramsey is in the uh, Kevin Durant territory, getting there of. Yeah, bitch made. just bitch madeness. Yeah, yeah. I bet he if if they lose this game, he quits. He's like, I'm not playing. <laughs> just uh, he was like, I'll retire. Davis. He'll wait a year, come back. Vontae Davis is that shit. Yeah, but yo, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I, I had to clear my head. <laughs> That'll be uh, the irony. Like Vontae Davis quit on the Bills in Buffalo. Like Jalen Ramsey calls and quits in Buffalo. Probably. That's I, I amazing. Shout um, out to Buffalo. Shout out to Buffalo, yo. Uh, yeah, anyway, that is our show for this week. Uh, Tim, where can they find you? At Tim Patrab on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Uh, check out BrotoFantasy.com for all of your yearly fantasy needs. You can find me at The Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. And uh, at Degeneration Bet, the Twitter handle for DB, your daily fantasy fix, and your sports betting. At Endovito27 on Twitter and the gram. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter. At Joe Santagato. Go follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. Everything is now at Veterans Minimum. Yay, Makes my yay. life so much easier when I'm plugging this shit at the end of the show. That is worthy of a yay yay. At Veterans Minimum on Instagram. At Veterans Minimum on Twitter. Patreon. And the Patreon as well. That <laughs> ghost just came in here and whispered that. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. Um, if you're supporting the show, we really appreciate it. There's some extra content you can get when you sign up for the Patreon. So definitely check that out. Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash veterans minimum and that is all see you guys next time do it again this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces plus 24 7 customer support his venue never misses a beat call quickgranger.com or just stop by Granger, for the ones who get it done.